0: And we are live. Welcome, everyone, tuning in to the Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode 16. Stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in and connecting with the special guest who tunes in to sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? Growing up in southeast London, Sharon and her family were instrumental in their local community. After studying her AAT degree, she worked corporately and went from accounts and business office manager to becoming co founder and owner of a restaurant and catering business with her husband, Danny Gale. Sharon has three grown up children. Laid off work and disabled due to cancer and a subsequent life threatening disease, she wrote her memoir, Why Me, where she bears all in her story, My Fight for Life, from heartbreak to hope, as well as being a member of many groups and organizations. Sharon currently works as a volunteer with a leading hospitals focus group to support the training of practical nurses. She volunteers at her church, assisting with administrative and bookkeeping. An advocate for Macmillan Cancer, she recently raised 24,000 euros for Macmillan and was instrumental in their 2020 Christmas campaign where she shared her story and the campaign subsequently raised almost 800,000 euros. When she thought about that 2020 could not get any worse another nightmare began Sharon hopes that by sharing her experiences she will bring hope insight and inspiration to all who may be dealing with devastation through loss and a typically taboo subject Sharon describes herself as a fighter and a writer after a series of devastating events Sharon was unexpectedly left about a life threatening cancer and rare heart disease which inevitably changed her life welcome Sharon. I'm grateful to have you on today and share your story. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, t Thank you for having me. Yes, I just want to correct you there. You're saying euros. Mind you, the pound and the euros are exactly the same. Yes. But it was £24,000 <laughs> and uh, £800,000. Amazing. There's not much difference in in it now. But, yes, yeah, thank you for having me. So, as you said, I, I was... Uh, always very active. I was very fit, healthy. I played squash growing up and I was regular, regularly in the gym. As a young adult, I played softball for an Australian company called St. Quentin's in in the city of London. And so I was always quite active. I'm a mother. I've got three children, three grown up adults, I should say. And as you've said already, a husband, uh, Danny. And, um, and I've also always experienced a lot of loss, a great deal of loss in my life. Uh, for instance, I lost the father of my children to a, a rare uh, illness in 2020. Uh, his name was Philip, and he died suddenly, actually on my daughter's third birthday. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, also lost my sister. Uh, Uh, two years before him or four years before him my parents two years after losing my sister and my beloved sister who was like my Oprah you know she did everything for me and I do have quite a few sisters I've recently lost another sister uh, in February this year but um, which was tragic and sudden so I've experienced a lot of loss in my life but if I go back six years, I was just um, stuck in my tracks, really, May. I, I suddenly started to experience a shortness of breath. My doctors told me uh, that it was just stress and anxiety. And that's when everything started to go wrong, really changed my life.
0: Wow. I'm very grateful to have you on our show today. Sharon, and um, you know, I appreciate our connection, and you coming on to be able to share and dive in, and you know, I think um, your story is very empowering, and you've been through a lot of experiences, but you have been able to overcome those adversities, you know, by staying resilient and taking care of yourself, and not believing what the medical system or anyone says, like just believing in your faith, and and uh, I'm, you know, your motivation and inspiration, and uh, I'm excited here to to have you on the show today, um. Are you ready to to dive in?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh basically when my life changed, mm. I was experiencing a shortness of breath, as I said. And you know, when you are usually quite fit to go from uh being in the gym, boxer sizing, exercising, spinning classes to not really being able to walk up a flight of stairs without getting a shortness of breath, it can be quite frightening. Um, However, when I went to my GP, which is my general practitioner, um, she said to me that I was just suffering from stress and anxiety. This didn't go on for weeks or even months. This went on closer to a year. So for a whole year, as I was getting weaker and weaker, I was being misdiagnosed. And if I describe the worst part of that um, shortness of breath, I I would say if I walked up a flight of stairs going to work to get on the train, once I'd got to the top of the stairs, I was so out of breath. I I would feel as if I was suffocating and I couldn't uh, walk a step further. So I would literally have to just sit down wherever I was on the platform And then going home from from work, where I would usually uh, park my car at home, I would either have to park it down the bottom of my road to get the the transport, or I would have to phone my children just to walk up a, a short incline because I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. And they would literally have to come down to meet me at the bottom of the road and push me up the road. And when I describe that, it just sounds unreal, but that was a level of uh, a disability that I was suffering from actually walking, walking, just walking up a short incline. Wow. One of the other. Um, I was going backwards and forwards to my uh, general praktash, uh, practitioner and, uh, Even at one stage in 2014, I was so out of breath and suffering from palpitations that I was admitted to my local hospital for five days. And once in there, they knew that there was something wrong or they saw some abnormalities, but they really couldn't put their finger on it. And so after five days of being admitted into hospital, I was discharged. Uh, from the hospital with no treatment no diagnosis and just saying well we can't find anything and so it must just be stress or uh, anxiety. Uh, the turning point for me was actually having a friend of mine who is a GP uh, more much more than a GP you know she's uh, a director of a clinical director for our local borough one of our local boroughs and she knew me she's godparent to my children and she said she we've played tennis together in the past so she knew my ability and she knew that this was not this was more than stress and mm. thank god by divine intervention she was able to say to me look you need to get yourself uh, uh, uh referred to another hospital and she gave me the name of the hospital and she said there's a system in this country called choose and book which I had no idea about I didn't realize that you could get yourself referred to another hospital and she said you get yourself referred to this hospital straight away and I did and within weeks they were able to Diagnose me with this rare and serious fatal uh, condition.
0: Wow! What were some of the uh, first instance, instant feelings and emotions when you heard this news?
1: So I don't know whether I felt relief that at last I had, you know, this misdiagnosed. Being after being misdiagnosed for a year. To finally being diagnosed with a life threatening disease or a rare disease, you know, it's, it's very hard to say how how you would feel. But I mm-hmm. guess I felt a sigh of relief, although it was like, OK, so we know what's happening. What are we going to do about it? And within days of getting that diagnosis, which was a, a rare condition called amyloidosis, Which it's um, a a disease where proteins are produced abnormally in your bone marrow, and they Mm attach themselves to the lining of. In my case, they can attack yourself to. They can attack attach themselves to any part of your body, any organ. In my situation, they attached themselves to my heart, uh, which meant that this shortness of breath was. A result of my heart being weaker and weaker. And so, with that said, the consultant called me in straight away to say, look, we need to find out where this comes from. And it could have been hereditary or it could have been from a cancer. And so when they did the tests in my case, it came from myeloma, multiple myeloma, which is a rare cancer, but an and an uncurable cancer. And um, nevertheless, they needed to call me in to uh, treat it. So, with my heart being as weak as it was, and me having to have now treatment, which was chemotherapy, uh, the the risk to my heart was even more of a a problem and an issue, because it was the the, the lining of my heart was now stiff, mm. and it's actually failing i was then diagnosed in addition to the amyloidosis the myeloma i was then diagnosed with stage two heart failure and yeah and so from there the chemotherapy i was on chemotherapy for nine months during which time you know anyone who's on chemotherapy or you know how strong it is how you know, the side effects that come with it. And in my case, it was damaging my heart as well, in addition to getting rid of the myeloma. So after six weeks of being in hospital in December 2015, the consultant actually came to me. And that was when she told me that I only had six months to live uh but thank god that was six years ago now december will be six years and i'm still here so i'm just so thankful
0: amazing wow during that time um when you heard that news and the diagnosis and you were told that you only have six months to live um where were there some things that you really focused on during those six months to keep yourself healthy um, Were there some channels and outlets that you use to really put that energy towards that, you know, and try to push yourself a little bit forward?
1: Yeah, on a, on a, I guess, on a physical level, I stopped drinking coffee, I drank mm-hmm. more water, I boost my immune system daily. I think when somebody says, when you, when somebody hears that you have cancer, you get all the remedies, you get, you know, People bombard you with what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating. And uh, so I literally had an influx of of healthy remedies. So on a physical level, I was trying to build up my immune system, make my body more alkaline and, you know, um, take things like that. But on a spiritual level, before I went into have the chemo I went to see my pastor my then pastor late pastor Reverend Cadel McLeod she's since passed away however at the time she took me up into her sanctuary and she prayed for me together with her husband Herbie and they prayed and we prayed a prayer of forgiveness mm. to me and I you know I think we go along each day feeling as if you know, I've got no hurt, hurt nothing against anyone. I've, you know, I'm forgiven everyone. But when you actually, when you are actually convicted of, you know, something deeper, when you're able to search yourself and God is able to 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 bring out anything that's hidden, that you know, you find that well, actually, oh my gosh, there's this person that I had, you know, not forgiven you know, a work colleague or a boss or something, and then you, you're able to forgive them and really forgive. And so I think, you know, when you ask about what was I able to do to keep myself healthy, in a spiritual way, I believe that I was prepared for the chemotherapy by making sure that spiritually I had nothing held in against anyone and i was in the right place with god i had been prayed for i also had a whatsapp group at the time which i set up and everybody who knows me will say oh sharon you're so open because i don't i don't see the point in hiding things from everyone so the minute i had cancer i needed prayer and so i'm like an open book and i would just say look i need prayer for for this i i I've got cancer. I've got amyloidosis. I've. This is what I'm feeling. I'm not feeling great today. I need help. And so I had a WhatsApp group five years ago with over fifty people, with family and friends praying for me. And it's not like these days where, you know, a group is nothing. Five years ago, that was quite a big group. But I said this last week that when you have fifty people praying for you, that you know. Those 50 people are also sending out messages. My friend is ill. She's been diagnosed with cancer. Please pray for her. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the Bible says one chases a thousand, two puts 10,000 to flight. I really mm-hmm. felt as if there was a multitude of people praying for me. And I really believe that's how I was able to, to stand even at, in those difficult times.
0: It's amazing that um, you started focusing on your spirituality and strengthening that. And I find that it's very important, especially in today's world, like that you have that spiritual balance um, incorporated in our life. And if there is spiritual healing and bringing positive energy into our spirit, um, our body can actually heal and adapt and strengthen uh, with a strong, healthy spirit. But if your spirit is broken and your spirit, has many um battles and challenges it can actually have a counter effect on the body um so i think that's incredible that you really focused on your spirit first and you yeah. and you reached for help that way and you know to see the support that you had and from family and friends and and it is it is it's true the that spider web of prayers really grows and grows so your you know your prayers were heard your prayers were answered yeah. in, in, in many ways and um I'm very grateful to, to be hearing this today during those times when you were receiving support and you were receiving um, prayers and, and all that love um, and you were feeling that and strengthening through healing. Um, were there any temptations? Were there any people or negative things that try to weigh you down during that time? How did you avoid or embrace your surroundings in a positive way when you may have felt some of those attacks?
1: I think uh, one of the things that was evident from the off when you hear the word cancer is Mm -hmm. that it actually comes with a death sentence and people hear the word cancer some people don't even want to look you in the face because they feel so sorry for you or they feel oh my gosh she's going to die I mean I had people coming to visit me in hospital limited because one of my sisters, who I call my Rottweiler, she was very strict and and wouldn't uh, allow uh, many people to visit. However, uh, one of the things that I, uh, what, what would happen is, who came past her or who came to visit me, sometimes they would be crying, and you know, I could, as much as they tried to hide it, they would come in the eyes red. And just saddened and negative. And I felt, no, I'm not going to have this. I will get through this. I will, you know, people will say, well, why is this happening to you? And as as if I was going to die, literally, you know, without g- giving me any hope. But I stood on the word of God. And one of the things that I shared with uh, with my family and with my friends was you know this is happening to me so that God will be glorified and there was a scripture in John 9 which uh, the disciples asked Jesus why the blind man was born blind and Jesus because they said well why was he born blind who sinned did he sin or did I'm just paraphrasing or did his parents uh, sin and Jesus says neither of them sinned. It's just so that the works of my father will be made manifest in him. And so from that, that was a scripture that came to me in the midst of everything that I was going through. And from that, I just felt that I'm going to I'm going through this, just as Jesus had healed the blind man, I'm going through this so that I will too be healed. And God's work will be glorified. God will be glorified through me because another of my favorite scriptures was Psalm 50, 15, which says, and call on him in your days of trouble. He will deliver you and you will glorify him. So I knew without a doubt, even whilst I was on my sick bed, even whilst that doctor came in and told me I had six months to live, and even at that time, my husband turned around and he said, we don't accept that. We believe in God. Mm-hmm. Even at that time, my faith was very, very strong. And so all the negative, all the, you know, things that came to weigh me down or bring me down or, you know, I just avoided it, I guess. Or I just embraced this, the word of God. And that really did help me to, to get through
0: incredible yeah I, I find that we when we connect and uh we build our spirituality and our faith you know it brings more healing and yeah. um it's an amazing i think it's an amazing story that you were able to really help yourself and lift up through the power yeah. of god and in, in that way um when you were in the bed and you were sick um and you were also learning more and more about the challenges that you were faced with um if so what was the hardest thing to let go of to really help yourself push forward into that healing process?
1: Um, again, I would say, you know, it wasn't so much letting go of mm-hmm. anything, but holding on. Right. So for me, it was a case of, of holding on to the word, standing on the word. And I had a book called 90 days to possessing your healing. And Every day, I would say a different scripture of healing. I would pray a different scripture of healing and Mm. hold on to that. And I think that's what helped me to get through. I remember 21 years ago when my children's dad died. And you, you just think, you know, you're left with three children. And how could this be? How this happen, and I was very, very devastated back then. And I remember my sister in law at the time, his sister, gave me a word, and it was from First Thessalonians five eighteen. And she said, and which says, in all things, give God thanks, because that's His will pertaining to you. And I thought, how could I be giving God thanks at this time? It doesn't make sense, but And and back then, I guess my faith was probably not as strong as it was now. I hadn't experienced as much as I have now. So, but I still gave thanks. I decided to give God thanks Mm -hmm. in the situation, even though it didn't make sense. And I think there's something just about giving thanks in these situations where so you're taking the focus off yourself and your Uh situation and you're just allowing God to work through it and that scripture I do stand on it today in fact I gave that scripture to somebody today who phoned or told me that she had lost her sister and I said I don't know how or why and I know it sounds or feels impossible but just try it and I did and that scripture did work for me so yeah just holding on to the word
0: I agree with you and I believe that um holding on to the word that way and and finding that healing is really important there's uh there's a few in my family who are struggling with cancer right now and you know and I and I lost my um when you mentioned myeloma I actually lost uh my grand one of my grandfathers. Uh, uh, probably about three years ago now had he passed away to myeloma. Okay, sorry uh, that, to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. I know mm-hmm. he's resting well and he's looking down and um he's happy to be hearing our your story today and and, and and hearing and listening in. Um but uh you know the book that he gave me was a prayers book and it was really incredible because the reason why I mentioned it is that when he was praying and he was in the part of the book that talked a lot about healing and healing scripture, yeah. he would have a pen and he would underline the marrow, the bones, heal my blood, heal the areas, and it was really powerful to read because I could feel that spiritual connection. So listening and hearing your story and sharing those similar experiences, I I I, I could feel that movement and I can feel that healing coming through. And it's yeah. really important. I think it's really important that together, you know, we're able to motivate and support others that may be battling in cancer, you know, and maybe struggling with these disease because. At the end of the day, we could get through it, you know, with enough prayer and enough healing, we can get through it. I think it's just about the faith and believing that you can.
1: Yeah. And it is, it's so important to stand on the word and not give in when you hear the word cancer or life-threatening or rare and fatal, because that was the words that were, when I, I was told Uh, first initially when I was told that I had uh, this disease, these diseases, I looked them up and that's the words that jumped out at me on the page, you know, rare, fatal, no cure. And if, if I wasn't strong in my faith, I guess I could have just, you know, succumbed to those words and given in and just curled up and said, okay, this is my fate. But thank God I said no I'm going to fight this I'm going to you know find out about it and I just did everything that I could and, and I wasn't afraid to ask for help mm. you know, to to get through that time I needed to survive I had three children they were at universities uh, at the time uh, my daughter was studying at A level she's now a fourth year a junior not a junior doctor but a fourth year medical student mm-hmm. so in all of everything in everything that I've been through in that last four years I've been able to push her help her assist her and so I had a lot to fight for my eldest son has graduated in COVID so you know I've needed mm-hmm. to be here for them and I'm just you know thankful to God for that.
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing <laughs> that you were able to to stay strong and, and you have a lot of um, bravery and it's very courageous to be able to hold on to your faith like that. I find that um, right now, even my family and also, you know, it's, it's out there. People that uh, receive diseases like this, uh, cancer or, or very chronic diseases, uh, I find that um, if they're not spiritually strong, that they mentally will give up they'll accept yeah. that the doctor has diagnosed them and they'll accept the time they'll accept the medication they'll accept the you know the exercise the treatment but the problem with that is is you're actually you've already given up now you're just yeah. letting yourself ride whereas if you are strengthening your spirit and you're learning to strengthen your mind and heal your body through that connection um you start to build yourself up again and start to destroy those those cancer cells or take away some of that chronic disease so yeah. i think um yeah, you're a huge inspiration and motivation to the people out there right now battling cancer, and um, the, you know the fact that you're able to fight right off that bed, and, and six years later, six months to six years—that's a new, yeah. that's a good book title. <laughs> Another book yeah. title um, Another for you, right? Yeah. Um Out of all those experiences, you have been able to harness in those past that past six months to the six years. What are some words of wisdom that you would be able to share? with someone battling cancer right now, if they're young or old? um, What's some words of advice that you'd share?
1: I think, okay, the first thing I would say is please do not suffer in silence. You know, I heard a story the other day of someone who said that her best friend had cancer, was diagnosed with cancer, and she swore the, the family to secrecy not to tell anybody and this friend, when she found out it was too late for her to do anything, and she said she would have prayed for her, she could have she felt so helpless because uh, she just suffered in silence and a lot of people do i think I think the more that I speak and share my story, the more people tell me, you know actually this person is suffering or but they they don't want anyone to know. And so the first thing I would say is, please, you know, share your story as much as you can. And if you, you know, because I believe in the power of prayer, Mm. I I really do. And also in faith. And when you are alone and, and the doctors actually said to me, because of my mentality, they said the amount of patients that they actually see recover because of their strength and their beliefs, compared mm-hmm. to those that give in and don't, you know, want to do anything, um, it's, it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. huge. And so I would just say to people, inspire anyone who's hearing me speak even now to, if you're going through sickness, cancers especially, which is normally so taboo, Nobody wants to even mention it because you feel as if it's a death sentence. But we say no, we do not accept it. So speak out. Uh, That's the first thing I would say. Also, uh, another thing that I experienced was being misdiagnosed for almost a year, a year, close to a year. And if I didn't have a divine intervention, a friend who said, I know you, this isn't you, this, you know, we need to do something about this, or who was a, a GP who recognised that something serious was happening, I would not be here now, so it's about knowing your bodies, and you you are usually quite fit, you're usually healthy walking, whatever it is, to be, you know, experiencing a shortness of breath, to be going through, uh, you know, any debilitating illness uh you should know and especially if the doctors are saying well it's just stress or it's just anxiety well actually what am i stressed about and would anxiety have such an impact that i cannot walk up a flight of stairs mm. without mm-hmm. being shortness so it's about knowing i think it's uh, it's about knowing your bodies and knowing yourselves and the third thing i could would say i mean i've got quite a few strategies but one of, know, things, <laughs> one of the one of the things i actually did i turned it around so where i felt like okay this is happening to me but actually i need to help other people so i shared my story i wrote my book mm. and then i also volunteered with macmillan which is a cancer organization here it's a charity that helps people with cancer and I decided to uh, kind of join their focus group I shared my story with their primary care nurses so that they could build awareness and I um, also helped to raise money with them as, as you you said in the beginning and just try just did a you know, I st- took the focus off of me and then put it on other people. And that was one of the reasons why I wrote my story, Why Me, My Fight for Life from Heartbreak to Hope, was because I did not want others to go through what I had experienced. Yes, I've gone through a lot of loss. Yes, I was diagnosed with uh, life-threatening diseases and and everything like that. But I had strategies. I'd, you know, shown how I overcame all of these things, how I defeated, you know, the enemy, if you like, how I mm-hmm, for just, sure. just uh, fought really to to get to the place where where I am today. So yeah, I just want everybody to just fight, not give in, and uh, pray. Prayer works.
0: Incredible. Talking about your book, um, you know, I'm very. Um excited to hear more and i wanted to ask you mentioned some of the strategies can we share one strategy in the book that uh you may have to share yes
1: so one of the things that i i actually did was i have um stage two heart failure as i said and i was i was uh suggested the doctor's uh Wanted to know whether I would need to have an implanted defibrillator, which is an an implanted device that is put inside you and connected to your heart. Because my heart was at risk of cardiac arrest, and if it went to, if it if my heart failed, then it would shock my heart back into start. I'd never heard anything about this. I never knew anything about an ICD. I'd heard of pacemakers and things like that. But for me, there was an option of wearing a vest or having this implanted defibrillator. And so, but what we did, we had family meetings. I wasn't alone, teammate, at all. I, you know, I had a nephew. Or I have a nephew who's an engineer, so he would get involved. My niece would get involved as a mm-hmm. consultant. Anetha, I had all the professionals in my life come together. Wow. And we had meetings about this with the doctors who were concerned. And I felt so supported um, with that. And there's a whole chapter in my book on uh, called ICD or not, you know, or no ICD. ICD. And That's so cool. there was a whole debate on, on that. And I, I really believe that, you know, just because the doctors will make a suggestion and they will say, Oh, you know, we think you should have this. But everything that I was told to have, and even now, we will meet as a family with God in the middle, prayerfully, Mm. and to decide, is this the best? Is this the best strategy? Is this the best treatment for me? And, and that way, we felt as if we had made the right decisions.
0: Very empowering. You know, and I love hearing that when somebody is going through a battle and a struggle, and they're not alone, you know, you have the support, you had your friends, your professionals, your family who support you, like, it's so amazing to see that connection yeah. and that support. And, you know, I think um, having that as well, and your spiritual um, strength and connection is, um, it brings so much healing, and more empowerment yeah. to that, battle that you were faced with and to even be able to write your book and share that little strategy, strategies and those experiences to help others like that's amazing you know and talking about the book if um if, if say let's say someone right now that's really struggling and want to read your book um where could we uh, where could we get them to send them towards your book where's your book so, uh, available
1: okay so it's available from my website uh which is www dot oh there you go s a g there you go. Thank you, T-May.
0: No worries. Um,
1: from my website. And if you order it from my website, I I would send you a signed copy mm. uh, at, at this precise moment, especially if you say T-May. And um, <laughs> or it's available from Amazon, uh, www.amazon.co.uk. And uh, or it's available from Amazon.com if you're outside of the uk it's also available from foils uh which is a bookshop here or Waterstones, or all of the main bookstores in the uk um so yeah that's where you could could get it from so do order your copy
0: nice
1: you know can i just say somebody a friend of mine well she's a friend now
0: yes but
1: She last year in COVID in 2020, she lost her her brother to COVID, a one and only brother. And I didn't know her. And I sent her a copy of my book and she read my book. And she said that she was so inspired. It actually changed her life. And she said, Sharon, I don't know if you could love somebody that you don't know. But she said, you know, I I just really love you and mm-hmm. you have really helped me. And we've since become friends. So, you know, mm-hmm. from the reviews, there's quite a few reviews on Amazon uh, where what of what people have said or, or how inspired they've been um, from my story. And that's what it's about. It's about inspiring people, motivating others and and trying to to change lives really, especially those that are going through loss, devastation and 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 serious illnesses.
0: Incredible. I um I think it's amazing that you're sharing your story. And I think it's amazing that you're able to make those connections. You know, and just sharing your story like this and and changing one life, I think is what matters most, you know, and and it will create healing and that connection um to continue being resilient, continue that empowerment. Um through all the battles that we were faced in life and if people are listening out there that are struggling right now with cancer or have loved ones that need support or need to hear more on a personal level with Sharon here you can reach out to her she is on Instagram you can follow her at author Sharon Ann Phillips that's the at IG and then if you she has Facebook as well so if you have Facebook we also have her book here why me by Sharon Ann Phillips um, Sharon, if there's some any last words you would love to say to try to really inspire and and, and motivate someone who's struggling right now. I have a loved one in my family right now that's really struggling. And I think mentally um, that person has given up uh, on their life based on the cancer that has been diagnosed. And I think your story and your book can not only um, transform that mindset, but maybe bring a lot more healing and start that healing journey. Um. Yes, is there anything you'd like want to say? Mm-hmm. Share?
1: You know, I realise that gosh, it's not one glove that fits all, and we're all individuals. Um, and I haven't said this yet, T May, um, but even though I went into remission from the myeloma cancer last uh, in twenty sixteen, after nine months of being on chemotherapy, whilst in lockdown last year 2020 and i'm um, thinking that uh i've just want i just need to keep myself safe um, because of my underlying illnesses whilst checking my breast in october 2020 which is breast cancer awareness month i found a lump <laughs> which then turned out to be cancerous so it's well, nothing well. to do with the, the previous illness and that uh lump i had a lumpectomy i had it removed it was fast it was a grade three cancer so it was fast spreading and thank god i was able to find it when i had because i would never it it would it would have just spread and i don't know what would have happened so i'm just thankful so i you know i do want to say to everyone please check your breast i did and that's how comes i found that lump even with everything that I was going, I'm going through. However, I was able to draw on every word that I'd written to get me through this period. That's why I'm still here. I've had chemotherapy for the last three months. Wow. I've had a, a medication, a, 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 a letrozole I'm, I've now started, which comes with its side effects, and. In a couple of days' time, on on Wednesday, I will be starting radiotherapy for this new breast cancer. So, gosh, I would say, you know, if you feel inspired to get my book to read it, or a book on cancer, anything really that will inspire you, that will motivate you, even you know the Word of God to give you some motivation to give you some encouragement i would just stand on that word stand on something here from other people you know one thing i've learned to do is talk to other 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 sufferers and i know that they have been blessed or inspired by my story and i will continue and that's what i'll continue to do
0: Thank you, Sharon, for sharing. I'm very grateful to to be here in your presence, and my prayers are going to continue to go up to you, you know, and your family, and, and the support that you have. And I believe that you're going to continue fighting, continue sharing your story, and you're going to touch touch lives across the globe. Yeah. And um, you know, when you're sharing your story and you're talking about the support that you have, um, you know, what a coincidence that you got support uh, jumping in today. So we have uh, Juliet Phillips here. You're an inspiration, Sharon. <laughs> so blessed. So your sister is here with you and I think it's amazing you know that the love is here and she's tuning in to listen and thank you Juliet for uh for joining today's show tonight in the UK yeah Sharon you know I'm I'm very inspired and I think I'm gonna very uh direct my um my grandmother right now she's struggling with uh with a lung cancer and um I think um, she needs she needs a this new journey. She needs a healing journey. She needs a transition uh, mentally. And um, I think if we can maybe get her, we'll get her in touch with your book and and maybe even just have a conversation. Um, I think it would be to. I think it would be valuable. Um, you know, just to hear the experience and hear your story. And um, I think it's amazing that uh, you know God is still here with you. God's supporting you, and and you're holding on. And you're yeah. able to reach out and connect in such a in such a way um it's it's an absolute blessing
1: thank you teammate you know we've connected and uh we we have some work to do so i'm we really do. honored to be a guest on your show and uh thank you for having me and uh, it's been it's been great thank you so much
0: i'm very grateful thank you sharon for sharing your story today and stories of healing And thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening in. Happy Sunday to wherever you are, or uh, happy Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. And um, please reach out to Sharon, you know, connect with her. I'm going to bring them back here. If you're going to reach out to her on her website, um, here you can connect with Sharon. She also has Facebook. Um, You can connect with her there and also on the Instagram as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Stories of Healing, Episode 16. I'm very grateful to have you, Sharon, and connect with you. And uh, let's together let's let's change some lives. Talk soon. Yeah, sure.